Hello listeners and welcome to this week's episode of the Sweeney Saga. Now this week's episode is a little bit delayed from my planned weekly since the first episode uh, schedule, but like I said in last week's episode I was in Mexico, so this week uh, I had to travel back from Mexico and then travel to my new location for my job. So things have been a little bit hectic, but it kind of works out because I always planned on kind of going by the beat of whatever's happening in uh, mainly the sports world and whenever I get out to the movies or something like that uh, to have a topic for each week. I do have some planned topics that I'll get to down the road, but uh, as of right now, I do have the NBA Finals to recap on this episode as well as a movie review, which I just got out of about two hours ago, so it's pretty fresh in my mind. But I'll start with the recap of the of the end of the finals. So obviously, last week on Monday, we had Game 5. Now, Game 5, it you know, we had a lot of uncertainty with the Warriors being down 3-1. It really feels like they hit desperation mode and brought Kevin Durant back before he was ready, which obviously... It appeared that that was exactly the case because he did, unfortunately, rupture his Achilles uh, in the second quarter, I believe it was, um, which is really unfortunate because uh, as an NBA fan, I, I never root to see somebody else injured. Uh, ideally, for the series, you would want to see each team at their greatest strength, and obviously for the Warriors, that was not the case. Um, for him to come back and rupture his Achilles, it says a lot about him to to want to come back and help his team try to get him out of that 3-1 hole which uh you know he came out hot he scored I think 14 in the first quarter or 11 in the first quarter and Steph scored 14 uh they combined for 25 and it just felt like it was going to be one of those games like the Warriors were just completely back and uh obviously they did end up winning that game which they had a great performance um, so they went into Thursday's game down 3-2 to the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors definitely would have wanted to close them out on their home court, but they ended up going to game six uh, with no Kevin Durant. Uh, Steph and Clay had a lot on their shoulders, and uh, the sad thing about that game is that Clay did indeed tear his ACL, which average ACL recovery time is eight months at best, but usually it's somewhere between nine to ten months which uh, given the fact that it is mid-June or the beginning of June whenever he tore his ACL, uh, there's a potential that he could miss the entire season. Uh, Based on the timeline, I looked it up. I mean, it looks like he might be back March or April and be ready to come back and play. So that basically takes him completely out until the playoffs. So Steph is going to have no Kevin Durant. Uh, Well, Actually, I shouldn't even say that because who knows if they're both going to sign back. My initial feeling is that KD will still get uh, a max deal somewhere else, and uh, and Clay would probably sign a max deal to stay back with Golden State despite their injuries. Um, there is a chance that that either of them can have their contracts affected by these injuries, but it's it's kind of hard to tell. Um, just because players of their caliber, I think teams are still going to spend their money on them uh so back to back to where i was on track at clay did go down with his torn acl and the raptors did go on to win the championship in that game they won by four points to win the series four to two i think that the whole like i said 
in my very first episode, I think that the whole performance by Kawhi in the playoffs specifically, I mean, from the Philadelphia series to the Milwaukee series, they just, they played so well on the backs of one of the best playoff performances of all time, I think, with uh, Kawhi, the way that he carried that team. But <clears throat> I did say in my finals preview that that it all depended on what kind of help Kawhi would get, and he played he played some great games. He played some uh, pretty average for his caliber games, and uh, and he got help whenever he needed to. Fred Van Fleet stepped up. Kyle Lowry stepped up huge in Game Six. Uh, Pascal was consistent in every game. I think I think there was maybe one game that he didn't score uh, fifteen points. Um, other than that, he looks like a great player. And then now the whole story is going into uh, to free agency. What's Kawhi going to do? Is he going to stay? Is he going to leave him high and dry after winning a championship? I mean, me and one of my friends were joking about why would he leave whenever he's probably the most beloved person in Canada right now. And I said the joke that he may be the most beloved person of Canada, like in Canada of all time after this series, just because... Uh, I know that's a little bit of a hyperbole, but based on what he did, you have a passionate fan base in Toronto, and it's just such a cool story that they won the finals. So that obviously uh, held the headlines for a couple days in the NBA until Saturday whenever the Lakers did pull off the trade for Anthony Davis. It looked like it was going to be a foregone conclusion anyway. It was just a matter of when and how. Uh, it was really impressive for the Lakers to pull that trade off, to to bring him in without giving up all of their stars because they did ultimately keep Kyle Kuzma. But they did trade Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, which was also another guy that they wanted to keep, and uh, three first-round picks, I believe it was. So or, uh, three additional first-round picks in addition to... Uh, to the fourth overall pick in this year's draft so Lonzo Brandon Ingram and that fourth pick were kind of uh accepted that they were just going to go in that trade anyway uh so it was really it was really good for them to keep Kuzma though because I think he's going to be an x-factor with that team and now the story of course is who's going to come in free agency does Kawhi want to go there that's one of their reported most heavy targets and then uh you kind of want a star point guard, and with Kyrie Irving and Kimball Walker on the market, you, you got to think that one of them, the L.A. has to look good for one of them. Uh, both of them could chase a championship here with this team because with the addition of Anthony Davis with LeBron uh, and money to spend in free agency to get some type of player, whether it be a max player and uh, cheaper role players or a couple solid uh, solid players. It's just, it's hard to tell what could happen in free agency. And it's just a really exciting time for the NBA. And today is Tuesday. And two days from now, we have the NBA draft. So you could have more trades with more teams. And, uh, and it's really everything in the landscape is really going to shake up for the NBA. And like I said, that's one of the biggest things <clears throat> of why I'm a fan of the NBA is just how it could shake up. Uh, and it has almost every season uh, for the last, I, I want to say, five to ten years. It just, stuff like this can happen to shake up 
and you have teams that are aggressively trying to move up, teams that are offloading some of the other players, and uh, it's really just going to be uh, an exciting ride for the next month to see how the rest of the season is going to play out. Um, so that's it for the NBA talk. And now for the movie review that I have planned, which I just got out of Rocket Man. Um, Rocket Man was a movie that I had wanted to see. That one and Booksmart were the top two on my list. And ultimately, uh, it was it worked out a little bit better for my schedule to see Rocket Man today. Uh, Rocket Man is directed by Dexter Fletcher, which he has directed a couple movies that I really have never heard of, unfortunately. And uh, Eddie the Eagle, which is a movie that I have not seen. Uh, I've heard good things about it from some of the some of the channels that I watch and everything but uh it just didn't seem like it might be a movie for me uh after watching this movie I do think I might give Eddie the Eagle a chance not only because Dexter Fletcher's directing but because that also has Taron Egerton um and obviously Taron Egerton played Elton John in Rocket Man and I gotta say that I thoroughly enjoyed this movie um I'm I was a big fan of Elton John's music anyway. I don't know a lot about his personal story with uh with struggles with drugs other than, you know, what most people know, just some of the on the surface stuff. So it was really cool to see just how the movie goes from whenever he's a kid and gets started, uh and how talented he kind of was from the beginning, which the movie kind of addresses that also. But it was cool to just see his growth from a kid whenever he first starts uh, listening and playing music and discovers his talent to whenever he grows to a teen and he's still developing to whenever he really starts to kind of <clears throat> kind of begin his musical career and take those steps into eventually being the uh, the global icon that everybody knows him as today. Uh, I think that... Taron Egerton really is going to end up getting an Oscar nomination for this role because he is amazing in it. Not only is his uh, is his physical performance as Elton John amazing, but it's just all of the emotions because he seriously goes through every single emotion in this movie. And I'm a big fan of Taron Egerton, uh, mostly because I love Kingsman. The first Kingsman is one of my favorite action movies of all time. And even though a lot of people didn't like the second one, uh, because it does kind of steer into the skid of being a little bit ridiculous and silly, I still really enjoyed it. Um, he's just, he's a fun actor, in my opinion. And so I really enjoyed him in both of those movies. And <clears throat> I didn't watch Robin Hood. I did, on the plane to Mexico, watch it over another person's shoulder a little bit, just because it looked fun. It looked fun enough to maybe rent on Redbox or watch it on the plane or something like that. Um, but I was already watching another one on the plane. Um, but Taron Egerton in this, it was really cool to see him just display all his acting chops that he has because he is a talented person. Um, he, I believe he has background in stage and music, obviously stage, but I think he has a musical background. And I was really interested to see how it looked on uh, like on the snippets and everything that they that they gave on trailers to kind of promote the movie where he actually is singing. Uh, I meant to look up the soundtrack to see kind of which musical beats that he 
that they used his actual voice for in the movie because I think that they do it more than I even realized because there are sometimes in the movie where you could tell that maybe it was a recording and then there's sometimes you could tell it was kind of his performance which also is probably recorded and then synced into the movie but uh his voice is amazing and as a fan of music I just uh I was really excited to watch this and he did not disappoint uh the storyline through the whole thing like I said it gave me a lot of information that I really didn't know um how accurate that was I'm not really positive but I gotta think that uh that if you're an Elton John fan you're gonna love this movie if you're a fan of music you're gonna love this movie and uh just all across the board the the performances were amazing uh <clears throat> I've watched the trailers a few times but there's a lot of times that I don't revisit trailers unless it's something that I seriously geek out about but I knew from the beginning of this trailer uh, for the first time I saw it and in the theaters that I wanted to see this movie um, but it wasn't a trailer that I went back to so there were a couple of people that were in the film uh, mainly Bryce Dallas Howard which I didn't even realize that she was in the movie until I was watching it and I was like how's that Bryce Dallas Howard because she's in a few things that I enjoy her in but I don't necessarily think of her as you know one of my favorites to to watch in a movie I liked her in her episode of Black Mirror um she's fine in the Jurassic World movies but she is great in this one she plays uh Elton John's mother and she's fantastic um just kind of she has a lot of emotional beats to hit just like Taryn Egerton did and uh and she plays everything just perfect I I can't see a, I can't say a bad thing about her um he has a best friend in the movie named Bernie and the actor's name slips my mind at the moment but I think that he is I think he was great in the movie as well he uh <clears throat> he is the writer and best friend of Elton John in that so he writes all of his songs and uh their friendship is a really interesting dynamic and definitely one of my favorites in the movie um but I'd say after Taron Egerton my favorite performance uh, it's close between Bryce Dallas Howard and this actor but my man Richard Madden is in this movie which I remember him from the trailers um and it was really interesting to see the kind of character that he played I don't really want to get into any details on the kind of character that he plays because it's more interesting to to see how he plays out in the film but I will say that it is a long it's 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 a long way from Rob Stark and his character and bodyguard. Um, he, he's really great in the film, just like Taron Egerton, just like Bryce Dallas Howard, just like everybody in this movie. Um, they're really, a lot of the side ca characters are still, they all hit exactly the, the notes that they need to. And that's not a pun, but I mean that they really play their characters well. You have, you know, the, <clears throat> the agents that try to take advantage of Elton or, uh, the personal problems that he may deal with, with different family members and, uh, and friends. And just, you have, you have a lot of themes going on in this movie. And it's the, the way that the story is structured, I don't think it would give anything away because, uh, most people would know that he struggled with drugs and alcohol and it's, it shows that in the trailer. Um, this movie really builds you up to the point where 
it makes you kind of nervous because you know that the crash is coming soon. And that's exactly uh, what happens. Like it builds you up to how he struggled, at, or not really struggled at the beginning, but how he grew into fame. And then you have him at the peak of his fame, uh, just doing things and making choices where you're just like, oh no, like something, something dark is coming. And then once it comes, it just kind of comes at you all at once. And it's just kind of a struggle with, uh, with him just going through the character and the struggles that he went through. And it just feels so, uh, it just feels so real. It made me think of, uh, of Moonlight whenever you're watching parts of Moonlight and you're like, man, this seems like just so dark because it's so realistic to look at. And even though you have this, this huge icon in Elton John, uh, it still feels like the way that they do it is so much more realistic than say the dirt on Netflix, which is about Motley Crue. Um, I watched that earlier this year cause I like music. I like music and movies and, uh, and the dirt is really good. Uh, it's actually, I shouldn't say it's really good. It's, it's a decent film that's pretty enjoyable in parts, but none of that felt real like Rocket Man does. Rocket Man seems like it, it portrays that rock star lifestyle and the actual struggles that he goes through so much better than the dirt did. And, uh, and really, I don't have many bad things to say about the movie. Um, maybe it was a little bit too long because it, it just felt like a long movie in some parts because of just certain choices that I can't really get into in depth without, uh, maybe rewatching it a second time. I felt like if it was about 10 or 15 minutes shorter, that movie would have just skimmed through super fast. So maybe it was better that it was the length that it was, which it's only two hours and a minute or two hours and two minutes, but uh that that really is the only knock that I could say on it is it just kind of drug in a couple moments but other than that this movie was fantastic I highly recommend it if you're a music fan and uh and highly recommend it if you're a fan of Elton John in general and if not um you might enjoy it just solely on the fact of the cast because everybody is everybody's fantastic in this movie and Dexter Fletcher directed the crap out of this movie. He has certain shots in there with the cinematography, and not only uh, the shots and cinematography in general, but the costume design in, on Elton John's costumes and everything that he wears in that movie is just, every frame in this movie really kind of pops. And I know that that's a little bit more on the artistic side than the uh, the critical reception side, but uh, but this movie just, it looks fantastic. It is a very enjoyable, very uh, realistic and down, down-to-earth movie in terms of struggles with, with uh, drug use and alcohol abuse and uh, and really some emotional problems with uh, with the stuff that he goes through with his parents and friends and uh, and people close to him. It's just it is a great overall movie and I highly recommend it to anybody. Uh, I'd give it a nine out of ten on my scale. And, uh, yeah, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, getting back into the theaters and watching more movies now at the time is going to allow for it. I do plan on watching Toy Story this weekend, so, uh, my next episode might not be until Monday or Tuesday. Uh, plus, like I said, we have the NBA draft on Thursday and free agency, 
for NBA is going to hit in just a little, uh, just a little under two weeks. So I have a lot coming down the pipe. I also have uh, multiple themes for episodes and kind of things that I'm going to try to work in here and there. And you know, I might drop two in a week, or I might. Uh, it's it's hard to tell really what what I'm planning on doing, but uh, but I do plan on getting an episode out weekly at least. And now that I'm back in the states and not really traveling around as much, uh, since I'm going to be in one location for a job, it'll be a little bit easier to get those episodes out there. But uh, I thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.